Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Dr. Joe Romeo. How you doing, brother? Yeah, really, really well. Oh, good on you, mate. Now, I know you're a GP, and I know you're a busy man, and you're a songwriter. We're going to hear a bit of your story, but let's go back to the beginning. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Manly uh, in Sydney, and I grew up in Brookvale, which is uh, in the northern beaches of uh, the Sydney area. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to Brookie Public Public School and uh, St. Augustine's College in high school. When I was five, we spent 18 months back in Italy, because both my parents uh, were born in Italy, and... uh, they were in two minds whether to stay in Australia or not, but uh, we came back, and that's basically where I grew up. I know the area well because I went to Bible College at C3 Church at Brookvale. Ah, there you go. Yeah, well, we, we, I was within a kilometre's dist- walking distance of C3. Oh, there you go. What a great spot. Hey, good beaches there too, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, mm. I, not that I went to the beach much, but it's a beautiful area. <laughs> Mum's still there, and I do visit uh, every so often. And did you have a religious upbringing? I grew up uh, in the Catholic faith. I was an altar boy and uh, went to a Catholic school for high school. So, yes, and I was probably, um, you know, thought one of the likely candidates for um, the priesthood, but uh, that was never on my radar. That was just uh, implied from others. And tell us a bit Uh, about your your religious faith. Did you have a conversion experience at some stage or was it just a gradual thing? uh, Look, at high school, uh, and as a child, I certainly had, uh, you know, uh, a Catholic and, you know, probably an honest faith, I would say. Uh, My grandmother was, uh, you know, a very uh, religious person and um, encouraged me in faith and so on, and my family as well. But, you know, once I got to high school and certainly towards the end of high school, it was uh, something I was not interested in at all. And I certainly wasn't interested in going to church or reading the Bible or anything to do with God. Um, once I went to uni, uh, I, I met up with a, a friend who um, was same as me, a Catholic background, and, and sort of you know, faith wasn't high on the agenda for us. But uh, over at the first holiday um, away from uh, uni, uh, he w- was taught to surf by someone who was a Christian man, and ju- through that experience he came to faith. And then when we got back to uni and I reconnected with him, he said, Joe, would you like to come to Bible study? And because he was a good friend, uh, of course, I said yes. I wasn't really that interested, but uh, I wouldn't say no to a good friend. And basically, uh, by attending Bible study, I suddenly was confronted by God again. And, uh, you know, I was convicted by the truth of who God is and his holiness. And, um, yeah, that's how I came to faith. I was sort of cornered by my friends and said, you know, what, what does it mean to be a Christian? And I, I gave a fumbling answer, but went home reading the Daily Bread little magazine that used to be around in those days, it probably still exists, and, you know, that was when I came to faith. And was there a big change? Did everyone notice your life change? Look, uh, it was a big change, but, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten many comments from people, but, you know, I know that things have changed straight away. It was, uh, you know, you stop swearing, you stop uh, talking about girls and uh, all the uh, negative things that uh, you sort of get up to in that age group. 
and uh, suddenly, uh, you know, all I'm interested in is, uh, you know, what God's Word says. Mm. Uh, that, that, so, so personally, it was a change. It probably caused some arguments at home. Cause, <laughs> uh, uh, but in the end, it was a, a, a good thing for me and my family, to be honest. And I'm curious about your church experience after that. So being raised Catholic, you, you would have had a certain church tradition. Um, what yes, kind no, of church did you end up in? So, yeah, actually, well, I, I lived at home during my uni years, and that was a bit of a turmoil for me. I, you know, I really wanted to go to another church other than the Catholic church, and I wasn't that regular uh, Catholic attender anyway, but my parents were really strong that I still kept at the Catholic church and not go to other churches, so I actually uh, stayed at, within the Catholic church, and, and to be honest, I was blessed quite a bit. So I went to a thing called Antioch in those days, and uh, I was still, God still was able to uh, grow me in my faith uh, and, and stay within uh, the Catholic Church for a few years while I was still at uni. Um, and as soon as uh, I moved away from home um, and was working, I, I mostly gravitated towards Baptist churches because I was mostly in, in country regions. And uh, so I, I, I still occasionally will, will attend a Catholic service, and, I, and I'm okay with that. There's, not, uh, there's only a couple of prayers I probably hold back from, but yeah, no, it's... it's uh, you know, I, I'm now in the Uniting Church, believe it or not, um, and I've got, I was married in a Baptist church. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just want to say for anyone out there in that situation that if you if you want to honour your parents and you're in that stage of of being under your parents' authority, then uh, you know God will still provide for you no matter what church you're in. Okay, uh, I, I don't want to go too long, but at high school uh, in in year seven when I started high school, my dad gave me a clarinet and said, uh, join the band. Uh, he had a, I didn't know he had a cousin who died at a relatively young age. He was quite a good clarinetist in, in Italy. So he'd always thought, you know, if he had a son, he'd, he'd make him play clarinet, and so he did. And, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't take it that seriously at the time, but uh, in, in, in year eight, uh, so I took some music home from school, uh, some score reading stuff, and I realised that I could uh, actually recognise the tune from playing it. In other words, I, I'd realised I'd learnt to read music at a reasonable level from uh, so so there was there was something that was drawing me to music and from then on music was it you know it was my favorite subject and and i spent hours on my homework and uh you know I, I was into classical music and i even did composition for hsc so so that was you know at the time that my faith wasn't too strong my, my love of music was really up there and uh once i came to faith i actually drew back a fair bit from uh from music but uh, within three or four years of being a Christian, uh, yeah, I started. Uh, I had a friend named Greg McDonald who wrote a, a very well-known song called um, uh, "Sing Unto the Lord a New Song," Psalm 96, which used to be sung quite widely in the 80s, early 90s. And uh, he was a friend of mine at uni, and uh, he, he first played that song to me, and that got me interested in songwriting. So yeah, that's uh, a fairly quick summary. Yeah, and did you feel the call to full-time ministry at any stage? Um, look, uh, when I was, uh, I came to faith as a uni student and uh, uh, I was doing medicine and uh, I thought about it, but then I was, you know, every day on the bus home I'd read the Bible and uh, my little Gideon's Bible and I read in Corinthians, you know, to stay in, to stay in the place that, uh, stay in the state you were called in. Uh, and I was called as a medical student, so I felt like my interpretation, I think it's in 1 Corinthians anyway, was that I should stay as a medical person. And mm. uh, and I have thought about it since, on and off, but mostly I've just really been called back to say, no, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. 
Wonderful. And I love the fact that um, you were featured on Ray Hadley's uh, radio show a while back. A friend of mine sent me a clip of this, and uh, there's a song called Little Pearl uh, that you wrote that Ray Hadley just loved. It's a country song. Tell us a bit about uh, how that song came about. Uh, Well, I became a grandfather uh, just a bit over two years ago, Um, and uh, uh, because I'm into songwriting, uh, uh, soon after meeting my I've got now two granddaughters. Uh, soon after meeting my first granddaughter, I, I came back home there in Adelaide and um, I came up with a tune and I thought, oh, what will I... Because I now write tune first, uh, words later. Once I had a little melody, I thought, oh, well, I want to write about my granddaughter. And so, yeah, I came up with some words about how it feels when you first hold your first grandchild, which is a pretty special feeling. I, I'm not asking if you've got grandchildren or not, but... Uh, so, yeah, that, the words came out of um, that experience and, I, I, you know, I, I send it across to be recorded. Uh, uh, I, I, I use a few people to record songs. I've, I've made some connection over the years and so this one was recorded in Nashville and uh, when it got back, I just thought, wow, this really sounds good and I send it, um, I share it with my family and my mum I, I, and other people, but mum said, oh, I'm going to send this to Ray Hadley. <laughs> I said, okay, mum, if you want to do that, do it. And... Uh, yeah, he listened to it and then he played it, which I can't believe, to be honest. Mm. And, you know, I've I've found the link on his website, his radio station website, and it's got the link to Little Pearl. And then it, underneath it, it's got songs like Revival, Our King Will Come, The Day of the Lord, you know. So hopefully whoever listens to that song will then listen to some of those other songs as well. You, you sound like you've got some pretty full-on faith-based songs you write, like worship songs, hey? Yeah, so mostly what I've written up until now has been worship songs. I, you know, I've, I've I've done other stuff. I've written classical stuff. I've I've had my hand in writing a musical, and uh, um, you know, I, I'll have a go at anything musically. Yeah. But most the, the most effort has been towards songs of you know worship songs that we sing in church. Uh, but also about um, oh, I suppose getting on twenty years, I started I started like country music. I started listening to some Johnny Cash songs, and uh, yeah, I, I was. Converted into. I never thought I'd be a country fan, but I'm definitely a country fan now. And I started realising there's a lot in. I mean, I, I really appreciate a good country song, so I did start writing in that style as well. So I ended up uh, since 2008. I think I've, I've gathered ten country songs that I got recorded over in Nashville, and uh, they're all they're mostly songs of faith. Like six of them are strong songs of faith, and four are just life songs, which I include little pearl. And I, I decided I would put them together and put an album out. And it was just after that decision that uh, Ray played that song, which is the 10th track of that album. And um, I, I have sent one. You probably haven't received it, but I have sent a copy of that album to you. It's, it's called um, No Other Place. Fantastic. Well, no, I'm no, looking no, forward sorry. to it. I'll take that back. It's called uh, I Stand in Awe. I've I Stand in Awe. I've two CDs. Sorry. Oh, thanks for that. Now, <laughs> I do love the fact that there's some great Christian country artists out there too. Um, a mate of mine was just joking to me, uh, this week saying the good thing about Christian country music is, you know, when you listen to a Christian country song, your dog comes back, your wife comes back, you get your job back, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> there's that joke that country music's all about, you know, sad stories. But yeah. um, you, you you obviously uh, would be connecting with people that love country music, uh, worship I music. I, am. I, have, I feel like I want to. I, I haven't quite made that connection. But <laughs> anyone that's been listening to some of these songs are starting to connect, which is great. So is there a website people can go to to listen to your music? 
Uh, that's a long story as well. I mean, there's a website called Blind Can See Music, but uh, probably that Reverb Nation is um, yep. is the place. But look, I can I sorry to give myself a plug, but you know, because Ray Hadley played that song, Sanity said they would list my CD, so it's actually listed on Sanity. Oh, good. Uh, called I Stand in Awe and, yep. and Joe Romeo. That's uh, I mean, it's not me singing. I just want to make it clear, it's not my voice. Yeah, uh, I'm okay, but I'm not a an artist level voice. So, you know, all the songs are recorded with great singers and, and great musicians. And, uh, yeah, awesome. I'd love people to connect with them. Well, Joe, it's fantastic to hear uh, a bit of your music. I've listened to a little bit of it. I actually, someone sent me one of your other songs. I think it was Revival a while back. Is that about Billy Graham? Was that that song? Well, uh, it's, I think of Billy Graham when I write a song like that. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, my, in my heart, he's in Revival. I, I think with... Uh, the way things are going in in our world today, in the Western world at least, I feel like where where are we heading? Even within the church, you know, there's uh, things that are happening that I never thought, or people never thought, would develop within the church. And I think how how's God going to deal with all of these changes? And I think you know either the Lord will return. That's that's what I believe. Or we'll have revival or both. You know. Yeah. So uh, so you know, and I thought what what. This is only my own thoughts. I've I've been interested in revival for many years, and I think what what are the factors? Of course, you know when we get down and pray, and um, uh, you know, and and people seek the Lord, and uh, and, and you know, and of course, uh, outreach and so on. But you know, I think what happens also is that people get convicted. People, uh, the Lord does this through the Holy Spirit. People's hearts are suddenly hungry for righteousness. Uh, sorry to use words like that, but uh, that's. Yeah. And, and that's what I pray for, is that, that people come under conviction of uh, sin and, and, and the need for righteousness, which comes from the Holy Spirit. And then when that happens, they want to hear about the cross. And, yeah. uh, and then it soaks in. You know, that, And so that's I just in my heart I have this sense that that will be a sign of revival when people are seeking uh, relief of that burden of guilt and you know the stuff that drags us down. Yeah, well, mate, it's so good to connect with you. And, you know, once again, if people want to search up Joe Romeo and they can find your music on Reverb Nation and just, you know, Google it. And, and you know, there's the link there to Ray Hadley's website as well. And uh, the the big song, Little Pearl, was the, the song that Ray Hadley loved. But uh, I love the song Revival. I've listened to that a couple of times and some other great songs on there. Uh, plus, you are a GP at Narendra. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep, Narendra. In the Riverina. The yep, on the Riverina region of New South Wales. So if people need a good GP, they, you know, I've got a good Christian GP. It makes a difference. Um, do, do you find you get a chance to, you know, shine a light as, as a GP? Uh, look, uh, the answer is definitely yes. And uh, people uh, uh, really appreciate uh, my care. And, you know, it's just, I do see people with faith and without faith, and mm. actually, I just want to say there's more faith out there than what you realise. Yeah, yeah, that's and, right. And uh, and people do appreciate a prayer, and I do get to pray with some of my patients. Mm, wonderful, mate. Well, I've got a, a few mates that are Christian GPs, and uh, you know we need more Christians in that industry as well because there's there's a lot of ethical issues and a lot of big questions being raised, and um, we need to make sure we've got a solid foundation when it comes to medicine. And uh, mate, it's been so good to uh, connect with you today, uh, Joe Romeo. I reckon you're history maker thanks for joining us thanks so much man thanks for joining us on history makers if you'd like to listen to this interview again just go to historymakers.tv there you'll find links to facebook twitter and instagram you can subscribe to our itunes podcast or check out our youtube clips history makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support 
The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.